everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Mike and Kenny Learn to Talk. So, this is going to be the first train wreck of many train wrecks to come. Oh, yes. Um, and, you know, the, if any of you know me at all, the title is super fitting. Like, I cannot do words <laughs> at all, so yeah. this will be a good exercise. It's, it's not me. just you. It's not just you. <laughs> at the moment of recording this... This is a day after I recorded the Lotus Fire podcast with Brian, and I was listening to it, and I, I like, fudged so many words. I was like, what am I saying? None of that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, I've come to the conclusion where I know I'm not going to be able to talk like a normal human being, so I'm just going to own it, and that's going to be a characteristic about me. But... Where I I just screw up, and it's fine. No, it's fine, but see, that's a good thing, and kind of part of the reason we're doing this podcast is so you and I can learn to speak better. (laughs) Exactly. Because we need to learn to talk good. It's an an important skill that we need in life. Yeah, I guess guess it's good to talk. You can't just be a hermit like me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like me. So, So, Mike... What are we? What are we going to do for this first first year episode? Well, this first episode, I think it'd be a good idea to talk a bit about ourselves, who we are. Because unless, well, it's probably just going to be our friends listening. But mm-hmm. to anyone else, I have no idea who we are. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. And you're you've got your name out on the internet a little bit more than me, so I think people know you. And I'm sure we're going to tie this a little bit to not French. Sure. So listeners from not French, they could. Migrate over and listen to this podcast too. Hopefully, <laughs> we're talking to you, Mario fan. <laughs> Mario fan, you better be listening. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think uh, a good introductory one is to explain who we are. Yeah, how we interact because we've been best friends for forever. Yeah, since I was um, like seven or something. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the podcast time. in general, it's going to be just a gambit of whatever. Like, yeah, we have I, no set genre, no set theme. We're going to talk about stuff that interests us. Do exercises that are fun. Just kind of goof off and yeah. make a journey together. I, I guess. think we just kind of wanted that freedom where we could just do whatever we want. Yeah, talk we didn't want to be held to one specific <laughs> exactly. thing and just have fun with it. Yeah. But that's kind of why we thought it'd be interesting because we've known each other for so long. We're both super similar and yet super right. different too. I mean, we I'm trying to think when uh, we first met. Um, so I moved into Algonquin in 2000. Yeah. So right. we've been friends for like 17 years now. Yeah. 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 I, I, I remember too, cause, um, my parents told me that, yeah, we have new neighbors across the street. <laughs> and just so you know, before you guys moved in, the family that was there mm-hmm. had like a bunch of teenagers who would just blast super loud music. Oh, and really? Stuff. I didn't and, my, know. and my parents were like, oh, teenagers. <laughs> yeah, but the then worst. we found, we came in and we just blow stuff <laughs> up. So yeah. it didn't work anymore. But they, they were used to you guys, so it was okay. <laughs> But yeah, my my mom told me to go over and introduce myself because, you know, your family had mm-hmm. a, a smorgasbord of kids. <laughs> yeah, we really did. Yeah, we've got five kids in the family, um, four boys. I'm the youngest boy, and then I got a younger sister, too. So we we got a lot of children. Yeah, when you moved in, Erica was just a little baby. She was right? a squirt. Uh, yeah. She was born in uh, 99. So, right. yeah. Yeah, well, and me being the awkward person I was, I only, like, I saw you, you were just but by yourself. That's like, one of my first kid. questions that I want to, like, ask you, actually, because it doesn't really make sense how <laughs> we became such good friends, because I have, I have two brothers that are, like, exactly Mike's age. Right. And then me being, how many years younger than, than you and Mike? Three-ish? Two and a half-ish? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But at the time, it was like, I would have been four- 
<laughs> well, I was four? No, I had to be five at least. I was well, born in 95. What time of the year was it? Because you guys, did you guys move in at the end of like the summer? or June. So I was or June. four. So you were four turning five. I was five. four, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, so here, here's, for those who don't know me. I was you, a cool four-year-old. I mean, come on. Super cool. He just, you could tell. No, like, I, I'm kind of a socially awkward person. I've gotten better with age, but back in the day I was so shy and I didn't like approaching people. But there was something, because when I went outside and I saw your family, you guys were all unpacking and stuff like that, and you being four years old, weren't a lot of help when it came to unpacking. <laughs> right, yeah. So you were kind of off on your own, just kind of, you know, playing uh-huh. or goofing around or whatever, and say, I think that's why I singled you out. <laughs> I was like, I'll introduce myself to that kid, and then I'm done. I'm yeah. good. I did my job. Don't want to interact with anyone who actually has, like, some social skills. Not saying that my brothers have social <laughs> skills at all. Hopefully they're not listening. No, they're not going to listen, but... <laughs> No, I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't even remember how that conversation went or whatever. I can't either. I wish I was a little bit older to remember that, actually. Like, how we first met. Yeah. The only only things I really remember from moving in is, like, a giant freezer for some reason. Like, like, honestly, this is the only thing I remember. I remember there being a giant freezer in my garage. A giant freezer. The coolest thing. Like, one of those... uh, uh, horizontal freezers. Oh, sure, yeah. Like the the giant. I'm I'm retarded. Like why, <laughs> why? Why do I remember a freezer? But that's it's always those weird details that you remember yeah. from like early childhood. I mean, mind you, I was seven years old and I can't remember like how our first encounter <laughs> really went down. So don't don't feel too bad about it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't. Whatever reason, it just kind of stuck, and then you know we started hanging out. Yeah, and I mean we hung out all the time. Like. Yeah. Forever we've hung up. Ever since we've been friends, we've hung out all the time, and it's been pretty much awesome. Like, and I'm very fortunate that you did come up to me <laughs> and hang out with me, and not my brothers, because uh, uh, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. It is. It's definitely cool. But what's even cooler about it too is since I mean I, I lived in Algonquin my entire life, mm-hmm. and you lived in the majority of yours too. Right. So we had very similar, you know. Growing up experience being in the same town, we're right across the street from each other. But at the same time, like, there were quite a few differences, too, in just the way, you know, we grew up and the things we grew up with. Yeah, I think we were we were raised quite differently. Yeah. I think our, our parents had different philosophies, obviously, and stuff like that. So sure. we were raised in different ways, and uh, my family did things a little bit different. Not saying either one's right or wrong, but... Um, it's kind of cool um, how the meshing of like these two different families, I guess. Oh, this is weird. I'm getting stop getting too deep. Stop me, please. Stop <laughs> me. What am I doing? <laughs> this is where I start rambling two about worlds, crap. one family. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, uh, no, but I mean, it's an interesting point though, because even even little things with the way we grew mm. up. Like I know um, for a while, you guys didn't have like cable. Yeah, like you just had the basic channels and stuff like that. So, and I mean, most people know this. A big part of a child's childhood now is TV, right. and you know what kind of shows like influence you and stuff like that. So it's it's weird because like while a lot of people in my age group and I mean our age group we're, mm. we're close enough um, grew up watching a lot of different cartoons on Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon or you know. God forbid Disney Channel. <laughs> you know, there you were watching Arthur. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all I got. I had the PBS Channel yeah. Eleven, and that 
That was it. Every day after school, come home, watch Arthur. That was best show ever. Best show, and then, But on, on weekends, you get the special, like, I think it was Disney Channel, or a, a branch of Disney yeah. Channel that you got. Yeah. And that was like when we, we went to town, we were like... <laughs> Oh, where are some of the shows? They're all awful. Like, <laughs> they only gave you the crap of the crap on uh, <laughs> Saturdays. But, I mean, it was different. It, so, was, uh, it was something different. So we watched the crap out of it. And I'm trying to remember some of the shows. They're, like, really crappy, like, teenage girl shows and oh, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, I mean, that's, like, it, that makes sense if it was, like, mm. a Disney branch. Because that's, like, all their shows are. Right, it's yeah. just, like... Selena Gomez stuff, mm. and, you know. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. And, yeah, I didn't watch any of, like, the, the popular stuff. I know about it. Like, yeah. I never watched SpongeBob, really. Right. None of that. Uh, was was some other shows. Um, well, I mean, uh, actually, this would be... I'm kind of curious to, sure. uh, to see what shows you've seen or know of. But, like, for example, um, <clears throat> like, classic Nickelodeon stuff, like Rocco's Modern Life. Did you ever watch that? No, I never watched that. I ever. love that show with a passion. And, I actually, Nickelodeon's coming out with, like, movies of, like, older shows and stuff that they did in the past. But there was that. There was, like, Ren and Stimpy. There was, like, uh, Hey Arnold. Did you ever watch I that? did watch Hey, hey Arnold. was one of the ones we did get on Saturdays. That, so yeah. I did watch that. Yeah, hey, Ar- hey Arnold was fun. That's I like that one. Yeah, that was a, that was a, a classic one. He teach you about bullying. Like, yeah, football no, head. I, I, football head. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember. Really. <laughs> Moving football head. When I mean, Hey Arnold was like one of the shows that like it actually tackled like real world because mm. they lived in like the inner city. Didn't yeah, they? they did. It was yeah, kind of dark. It, it could have been. Yeah, yeah. but th- then again. Um, I did grow up watching a lot of like older age right. stuff too. Like, well, and, and see that that's kind of interesting too. Mm-hmm. Like, and you've seen a lot of like really older stuff. Right. You, you were the one who um, showed me a lot of like really older uh, comedy, like um, comedy. Uh, Laurel and Hardy. Laurel and Hardy. Um, Red Skelton. Red Skelton. Um, uh, what is the other duo? Uh, this is gonna kill me. Uh, Abbott and Costello. Yes. Yeah. Um, Abbott and Costello. Yep. Yeah. Those guys. I mean, that's the stuff that like. Just old VHS tapes that my dad had, and that's what we grew up on. Then yeah. his like his childhood shows, like Fat Albert, stuff like that, old westerns, mm-hmm. all this like uh, the gunman or not the gunman, the rifleman, stuff like that. Right. That's what we like <laughs> absorbed and thrived on as kids, which was is weird, kind of. But. No, I actually think that's really cool because I, that's actually I think one of the cool things about your dad is he definitely had a lot of things that he loved and that he shared with you guys too. Yeah, definitely. Which is cool, and I think that's different from a lot of like modern families now. I, I mean, mo- most kids, you know, they just grow up seeing what they see on TV. Mm-hmm. Was in your family, it's like, yeah, this is stuff from my childhood that I want to share with you, you guys, and right. And that's that's one thing that I, I really like about my dad. Um, he he is the one who did introduce me to the video games and stuff like that, and that's a big part of my life yeah. right now. Um, and he continues. He I don't know if he plays much anymore, but he would play video games with me all through my like high school years and stuff like that. He was very interested in gaming, which was so cool and, and so and rare too. It really is, yeah. Because like I mean, my parents they completely missed the boat on gaming. Yeah, well, they were a little they're a little bit little older, bit older so yeah. they were before the generation of the gaming. My right. dad, he was like right in the middle of it, right when it started, right when the Atari came out, the Commodore sixty four. Yeah, in like the seventies. Yeah, that's that's when sprouting. they started sprouting. And yeah. 
thankfully he kept all that stuff so i've got like a gold mine of like gaming history which is so cool totally yeah 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 i I mean the earliest uh like gaming system we had was an nes because i have an older brother who Mm -hmm. he's eight years older than me so you know in the 80s that's you got that from my parents and that's I mean, I always think back. I try to think back about the first video game I ever played. Yeah, and it's it's hard to remember because they've been part of you know my whole oh, life. Yeah, definitely. But I have to imagine it was an NES game, probably like something like Duck Hunt, where I was just using the zapper. Yeah, something you know? easy like that. Um, and yeah, NES is the first gaming system that I really remember too. Yeah, and then again, that was before my time even. Right. Yeah. So, but. Uh, my aunt and uncle got that for us, and we just played the crap out of the Mario Bros. Like mm-hmm. those games were our life. It was incredible, and I'm not even the best one at it. Uh, my brothers are crazy good at it, and yeah, my brothers too were into gaming for a while. Um, and I mean, one of them still kind of is, but they mm-hmm. all kind of fell off a bit. Yeah, they're not super into it anymore, but. The way that we were kind of away from media at certain points, we were still very rich into other medias. Oh, absolutely. Like gaming media. Our family was very big into that, which is cool. And I really appreciate appreciate it because I I continued the trend. Mm -hmm. For sure. And my dad taught me some stuff, so I'm going to hang on to all the gaming stuff that I have and do the same thing. Oh, you have When I have kids. Yeah. If I have kids. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so close to it. when I have those kids. It's coming. No, I, I mean it's it's uh, it's weird because I think the system, the two systems that I played the most growing up were probably the Sega Genesis. That was a big yeah. staple because I mean, like I played a lot of the NES, but the Sega Genesis was like, oh man, it's like that, but it's got better graphics. <laughs> right? Yeah, looks so. Th- it's got the blast processing, dude. That's how the Sonic games can be so fast. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Ah. <laughs> Way too fast for my little monkey brain. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the N64, which is interesting, because you guys never had an N64, right? We did not, uh, which is weird. I don't know why, because it's such a good console, and I wish I played more of it. Well, we like, did have neighbors who had one, so we got a little bit of true. time on it. I mean, like, the N64 was, like, the console of my childhood. It, it's it's something I coveted. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how my brother would get me, and this is another thing we'll get into later. Kenny's more into sports than I am. I've never really been into sports, but that's how my brother would get me to play, like, basketball and stuff with him, to be like, right. if you can beat me, you get my <laughs> N64. I was like, I gotta have it. <laughs> Eventually, I got my own, which was that Pikachu one, which I, right. at the time, I was like, oh, it's not as cool as the black one, but now I actually love that Pikachu special edition. But yeah, yeah I mean, th- those games that I played, like GoldenEye and Ocarina of Time, and well, it's funny, like Ocarina, Ocarina of Time is such a huge staple in mm-hmm. gaming history, and you never played it growing up. You're, you're playing through it now on the yeah, 3DS for the first which time. which is, uh, and this is probably a topic we'll spend quite a bit of time on, Um <clears throat> Because, yeah, me becoming friends with Mike, Mike's wanting to introduce me to a bunch of stuff that he had as a child, but I didn't experience as a child. So mm. Ocarina of the Time is a, a great example of it because I'm experiencing it as an adult, so I'm taking these things a lot differently than a kid would. Yeah. So, like, the the commentary on it is all garbage to me. I'm like, this is just stupid. It's so cheesy. <laughs> but to you, it's probably like, right. oh, man, this is so cool remembering this stuff. Yeah, how they yeah. talk and stuff. I can still appreciate the things like the puzzles in the game are still super cool and right. 
the the quests and the story is still great. Um, and I, I mean, even I'm playing a remastered version, so I mean, I think it looks great. Oh yeah, the like, 3DS version looks, looks really good. Awesome, it looks way better than the N64 version. And I think a, a really cool part of the Zelda games is because I I've played a lot of mismatch Nintendo games. Yeah. So the Zelda games kind of like pull a lot of things together into like a complete story, which is cool. Right. Um, like especially Smash Bros. Because there's so many characters from Zelda and Smash Bros. So mm-hmm. seeing how all those characters interact with each other, right. I think that's so cool. Figuring well, that out and stuff, seeing and, those character lines and stuff. Well, that, that's got to be, that's such a, I never even thought of it that way. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you've known these characters from Smash Bros. and all that stuff, and now you actually see who yeah, they are. Exactly, yeah. That's, I know the characters, wow. but I don't actually know. That's crazy. I never no, even thought of that. That's, yeah, it's it's cool yeah. figuring out what they're actually about and stuff. Well, the, the, the weirdest thing to me is, like, now, it, not even that you're just playing this as an adult now, but you're playing this in 2017, where we have... <laughs> the games we have now are insane. Yeah. So, like, it's hard to explain to people who didn't grow up with it. Like, when you first popped in Ocarina of Time and started playing it, oh my god, the world was huge. It was this huge, epic adventure. Right, just, groundbreaking. My god, like, mm. you, you, it's like, I remember first seeing it, and I'm like, I can't even process this. It's just, it's, everything's in 3D, and it's this entire world to explore. Well, that's where you could really determine how good a game actually is, though. Because I'm not getting any of that like groundbreaking uh, like architecture in the game and processing power and all this right. super new stuff at the time. But if I still think it's a great game going at it now, it's like that game was made well and there is... I don't know what the word is for it. See, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to learn to talk good. We're going to learn to talk good. Um, was I saying? Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh God! Well, I mean, kill it now. But I kind of know what you mean. It, it, the actual game design itself, I think, is what draws you in, right? Yeah. You know the the way puzzles are set up, dungeons, and like world building and stuff mm. like that. Because I, I mean, I love the puzzles and stuff too. I and I appreciate them more now as an adult. But when I was a kid, that wasn't the main thing that drew me in. The main thing was just that, like, oh, I, I'm the hero of this. You know, mm-hmm. this world, you know, I get to go on this huge adventure. Uh, I, I was so into it. I remember at one point, um, my brother and sister, they put a bunch of stuffed animals, like, around my house, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, they gave me a little toy, like, sword and shield. And I was Link, and I got oh, to slay the monsters. Cool. And then my brother was Ganon. So, it, I don't know. It's that feeling of, like, oh, man, I'm so much more than I am in real life. Yeah, And that, I think that's, that's why I got so into video games. That's really cool. Yeah, I have a weird connection with video games. I normally don't get like super engrossed into a video game. Mm-hmm. I'm more there for like the mechanics, and I'm a very competitive person, so I'm there for like a competitive aspect of gaming. Sure, like, yeah. Dark Souls is a great example of it. It's like the lore of Dark Souls. It's very interesting, but I, I just can't get super into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just can't. For for some reason, I can't. I'll, I'm interested, and it's intriguing, and I'll take some of it, but I'm not going to like watch videos and study it. Yeah, that's fair. But the, the, the competitive aspect and the combat and the constant knowing that you could always get better at something, right? that's what like really drives me into a game, and that's, that's what I love about it. And Dark Souls is so like that, especially since I'm trash at it, so <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely get better, which is cool. 
Yeah, and you know, like as I've gotten older, I think I'm kind of the same way now. It's it's harder for me to get super engrossed in a mm. game like I used to. It still happens. I mean, the most recent Zelda Breath of the Wild is a good example of that. But I'm kind of the same way. You know, it's it's now about how a game plays, you know, what the mechanics are and how I can get better at them and learn the game through that. And I think improvement is like a huge motivating factor for me. And I think it is for you too. You, you, mm. you like to get better and see yourself grow in numerous different ways, and video gaming is just one of them. Right, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's... I wish... In certain aspects, I wish I could get engrossed in a game like like I could as a kid. Right. Because um, the Mario games did that for me as a kid, even though Mario is, like, super basic. <laughs> like, how do you get, like, engrossed in Mario? It's a, it's a I am Mario. It's a platformer. But, I mean, honestly, that that's the type of, type of stuff where I'd... As a kid, pretend to do that yeah, stuff, sure. like set up an obstacle course. I'm like, I'm Mario, get to the end of the obstacle course. Right. My brothers would set up stuff like that, and it's like, here, try this out, Kenny, before we do it. And see how it goes. <laughs> we're going to test to see if it's safe on you. I, I, was, the test, I was the tester for oh. every, every scheme that my brothers set up. That That's like the purpose of the little brother. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it makes you tough, though. It does. It builds character. Cool. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, like, video gaming and even, like, a lot of the shows I watched as a kid, I mean, I, I there was never a point in life where I wasn't using my imagination, and same thing goes for me now. I'm constantly in my own little world <laughs> thinking about weird stuff, and I don't know, I think that's a big reason why I got so into cartoons and movies and video games. Right. I just liked engrossing myself in those worlds. Yeah, and um, this is where I'm a bit different from you and you helped me a lot in this mm-hmm. i wasn't a super imaginative kid um and i think my brothers were the same way and that's why i was kind of the same way too yeah but becoming friends with you it helped me like open that imaginative side of things because i never played with like toys at my house and stuff right. like that i didn't do any of that stuff but which is weird because you guys had a lot of toys we did <laughs> we did we really did we played gi joe's right so that, that was kind of the only thing but it was only like very strict storylines so yeah, yeah we could get it straight away but playing with toys at your house like actually tapping into that imaginative side makes me such a like more creative person well, not we, saying i'm super creative no in sure aspects, but it helped me explore that other side and but see that that's good at it I think, like, that that's the difference um, between, like, the way I played with toys and I think a lot of, like, other kids did is, like, me, a big part of it was telling stories with the toys. You know? Right, Because, yeah. like, I, I did it both ways, too. The same thing like G.I. Joe's. It's like, oh, you don't need a story. You're a soldier. You're cool. Also, uh-huh. kill people. But, you know, I always had a lot of fun just kind of coming up with... And none of it was super original. It would usually involve, like, pre-existing characters and stuff like that, you know, and then just come up with whatever we could at the top of our head. But right. I just really liked making stories and stuff. Like, one of the... <laughs> me and um, our mutual friend, Rob Harrington, uh, he, he, <laughs> he he was a big component of that, too. We, we would play a lot of games like <laughs> Legend of Zelda and, like, Harry Potter and stuff with toys, and we just make our own dumb stories. <laughs> and, and so, like, I, I tried to bring that to you as well because it's like, I, I don't know. It's fun when you just come up with, like, the dumbest stuff you can possibly <laughs> think of, but it's... 
it's just part of this world you're building, and it it suddenly becomes like more real to you than the actual story of the characters that exist in it. Right, it really does, which is, I mean, cool. Just yeah, the way kids are able to <laughs> come up with stuff is so fascinating. Like, <laughs> by no means do I ever want to become like a psychiatrist. Not psychiatrist. That's not the right word. Uh, someone who studies the minds of people. Well, I mean, a psychiatrist is someone who would be on, like, a, the, you know, the couch, and then the guy that's like, tell me what you think about that. So a, of, a psychologist psych- might be more of oh, okay. a yeah, study. Psychologist. The, you know. uh, that stuff always interested me, how, like, kids think of this stuff. Like, yeah. It's so cool. Like, they're, It's insane. Kids are crazy. <laughs> kids are crazy. Kids are downright crazy. <laughs> Those kids, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's... I, I I do miss that. I, I miss that just like flux of creativity you have as a kid, where it just seems never ending. It's right. Well, all right. I'm gonna take a couple steps back here. Okay. Um, I really want to get back to um, how we were um, you introducing me to new things. Right. So yes. um, another big component going back to like television and stuff like that. Um, Mike was like super into. I mean, you could explain more about this, but like DBZ, yep. stuff like that, uh, more animation, animated shows, animes, stuff like that right, than yeah. I, I ever was. And I mean, now he's introducing me into uh, Dragon Ball. I'm watching that for the first time with him. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, we watched Dragon Ball Z more. Right. Um, and... And not as a kid, more teenager Yeah, age. yeah. Um, well, I mean, actually, if you don't mind a second, could I kind of go sure. in a little bit of the background sure, and kind sure. of explaining stuff? Yeah, so, um, so because I had cable growing up, you know, I had access to Cartoon Network, which I actually didn't know existed for the longest time. I would watch stuff on Disney or Nickelodeon or whatever. And then my mom said, like, oh, I found out about this other channel where they play cartoons and stuff. So, like, ah, cool, let's check it out. And that was Cartoon Network, and one of the first shows I saw on there, I recall, was DBZ. Now, I don't remember... DBZ's got an interesting story. Dragon Ball in general does when it comes to its localization over in the West. They originally tried to bring the original Dragon Ball over, but it didn't do so well, so they brought Dragon Ball Z over because it was more action-oriented. Sure. And like they did with a lot of Japanese shows that came over, it was very Americanized. Mm-hmm. Um and Funimation is a company that dubs these, but originally they had all the voice acting done like out of state. I mean, out of country, really. It was all done in Canada. Um, but but anyway, so I saw that show, and now mind you, this is coming from someone who was watching, you know, Nickelodeon cartoons or you know Disney stuff, like Little Mermaid. Like that, <laughs> that was a show at one point, you know, and then suddenly. This super high octane action packed <laughs> right. show cartoon with these big muscular dudes doing all this martial arts and flying around and I was like, oh my god, what do I do? Like it was it was incredible. It was so incredible and, and it, that that pulled me into um, different anime that you know premiered on. Toonami was a show on Cartoon Network where they show different animes and stuff like that. And it wasn't just me, like, so many kids my age that I went to school with, like, it was a phenomenon. In the same way, like, Pokemon spread like wildfire for mm-hmm. kids, like, that that was Dragon Ball Z and uh, Gundam Wayne and, you know, all these other shows. Uh, I, I don't know, it, it was so different 
than anything else I'd ever seen. The art styles were more complex than, you know, the simple shapes of most American cartoons. Right, and that's that's one thing I want to actually ask you. Because um, I know you when you were in your teen years and maybe even younger, mm-hmm. you were really big into drawing and right. stuff like that. Yeah. Is DBZ or Dragon Ball what really got you into drawing? Because yeah. I know that is your art style. That's what you really like. Absolutely. That, that was the big spark. And it's funny, this is kind of stuff I was talking about with uh, Brian on the Lotus Fire podcast. Uh, when I first saw Dragon Ball Z, that, that art style, Akira Toriyama, the creator of it, his art style so incredibly unique and identifiable like you can spot his art from a mile away it's so different from everything else and that and, and that's what i like because even among different anime a lot of them start to look similar with the art style right yeah you know it's got a very specific art style amongst most of them and it's right like, well yeah i could tell that's an anime from yeah. a mile away but then then you see something like dvz and it's like well that's i've never seen anything like that that's <laughs> right. really unique and that's what i loved about it and that's kind of what got me into drawing originally well, I mean, I drew beforehand, but that's what really like got right. me into it. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah, but just wanted to hear you say it. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it. Admit it. But I, I got to ask you now. Granted, we're not. I I remember showing you like Dragon Ball Z movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that growing up or whatever, and we played the games and all that. But now you're watching Dragon Ball, and we're not super far into it, but we're a good chunk in. And I, I gotta mm-hmm. know what you think of it. You know, being an adult now and. Right. I mean, honestly, watching that show, it's it seems like it's super written for adults to watch it with their, their kids. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, there is so much adult humor in that. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's... A lot of times it's... <laughs> It's fun to make fun of too. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> and I don't know if this is it was intentionally done by them, mm-hmm. um, how they they created the show. But a lot of the scenes are like shots or not shot, drawn, super weird. Like, right? They don't make much sense, and I'm trying to figure out is that what they're going for, or is that just how they make this stuff? Well, I think it's a mix of things. Like, Dragon Ball started off as just a complete gag show. Like, it's supposed to be funny and silly. Right. So it kind of works in that proponent. But, mm-hmm. like, to give you an idea of, like, how that show and a lot of animes are produced, they're all based off of a manga, which, you know, Japanese comics that were written. And so they would produce these shows based off of the manga, and they would have to, like... Because you, you could go ahead of like what's being written, but you, you know the showrunners don't know what's going to happen, so mm-hmm. then they just have to make up stuff. Or you could just kind of like you know put in a bunch of filler and padding and stuff. That's why like I feel kind of bad um, when when we eventually move on to DBZ. I'm going to have you watch Kai because it cuts a lot of that stuff out. But I know a lot of times the pacing in Dragon Ball can be kind of rough. Yeah, and, and that that that's why they they fill that stuff so they don't go too far ahead and you know have no idea what they're doing. But um, that show, Dragon Ball, was always a, a weekly show. It, it wasn't broken up into seasons. It's It went on until it ended. Like it kept yeah. going every single week. So you can imagine the production was a nightmare. Oh, yeah. You have to rush those out on a weekly basis. Uh, you've got numerous different teams working on the show. So some episodes will look awesome. Others will look kind of, uh, you know, it's... Right. It's just kind of part of the production of it. Yeah, and I'm I'm enjoying the hell out of... Stroke! I am enjoying the hell out of it. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch, and the story is... 
it's really cool because it's got the the overall arc of the whole the seasons or not even seasons the arc I guess yeah, is the yeah, right word. Yeah. Um, but each episode, you could tell it's episodic too. Right. So it's got these arcs and it's episodic, which is which is cool because eh, it's a very long show, right? Yeah. It's got, it's yeah. It's got several ep- hundreds hundreds of episodes. Yeah, and again, like with the recent resurgence of Kai, they cut mm-hmm. down a whole bunch. But yeah, I mean, originally, like Dragon Ball itself, I think has, oh boy, a uh, hundred and maybe one hundred and sixty something episodes gotcha. or whatever. And then Dragon Ball Z originally had like two hundred ninety seven episodes. That's been cut down a whole bunch now. But yeah, it's 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 a long show, but like like you said, I, I think it's also kind of easily digestible because it's something you can just watch like a whole mm. bunch of in a short amount of time and you can kind of stop whenever because it it is while it is got its own plot each episode is also kind of like episodic so you know mm-hmm. you can leave off at one point and pick it up again later and yeah and the characters like the characters of are, are simple mm-hmm. but they're still very likable like the yeah, character they're yeah. super simple i mean you take goku like one of the most simple characters is just a kid who doesn't know anything. Right. Super simple, but he's just so likable. It's crazy. And then, like, you go to any other character, like Bulma or something like that. It's like... Yeah, it's just a typical teenage yeah, girl. Exactly. You know, but it, they, they do yeah. it so well, and it's like... That, that character fits it so well. And yeah. they do it so much better than any other cartoon that I watched as, as a kid. Yeah. Like, all these crappy, even live-action like kids shows and stuff well, they're but terrible i think that's the best <laughs> part about dragon ball is you're right every character has a very simple premise you know mm-hmm. goku's the dumb naive happy-go-lucky kid bulma's the spoiled rotten rich girl master roshi's the perverted old man <laughs> you know but what's fun about him is how they all interact and mm-hmm. how they're all like true to their character and you get to see the things that happen because of their conflicting personalities but I gotta say, like, and the big reason, well, there's two reasons, you know, I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, so that's why I want to bring you into it. I, I try to, like, show you everything I love, because I want you to love it, too. Right, yeah. But a big reason I think it's going to really strike a chord with you is because Dragon Ball is all about improvement. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. This was the first show I'd ever watched growing up where it wasn't like, oh, I mean, these characters are just amazingly strong and they can just beat everything. It's always like, oh, we got our butts kicked. So now we got to train. We got to get better. We got to improve ourselves to get over this obstacle. Well, one thing that I'm I'm really excited to see, and I have watched some DBZ, not mm-hmm. not a whole lot of it, but I've seen some. You've shown me some here and there. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see the transition from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I, because I know how intense Dragon Ball Z is, and Dragon Ball obviously does not have that same mentality. No, yeah. that's the wrong word, but I'm going to say it anyways. As the as right. DBZ, they're totally different. So I want to see that switch. Well, I want to see. And what I'll happens. tell you what, and I, I'm not going to spoil it for you because I I just can't. It's it's amazing. But that transition happens before DBZ even begins. Like towards, oh, it does. Towards the okay. end of Dragon Ball, there's a specific event that just it it's it stops everything cold in its tracks. And you're like this is it, nothing's going to be the same after this point. And gotcha. like there, there's so many awesome moments. I just can't wait for you to see. And that's why I'm so excited you're watching it with me. Because, I, I don't know, it's... I get the same goosebumps I did as a kid when I watch it now, and I, I hope you can get something out of it that I did. And it, it's rougher, too, because I, I get it. It's an old show. 
And not that there's anything wrong with old shows, but, you know, you can tell the animation quality isn't always amazing or whatever. Mm. Uh, they Again, even because of time limitations that reuse a lot of the same frames over and yeah. over, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, I get, as an adult now, because you've seen better, it's, it's kind of like... It takes a bit away of it. But. Well, the thing that's good about that is I I've watched really old stuff, so I'm used to crappy like <laughs> not crappy, but, but stuff that was done in an era that we didn't have all this technology right. to make it yeah done right. I well, guess. well, because and back then every single frame of animation was drawn exactly, by hand. You, yeah. you couldn't do any in betweens via the computer. So, I mean, in some some aspects, that's like even more impressive. It is. It's yeah. incredible how much time and effort has to go into each one of those episodes. Yeah, those artists are amazing. It's it's insane. It's an insane amount of work. And Japan in general, they need to really rethink the way they with animation being such a big thing it is you'd think it'd be a prestigious job but a lot of the animators are paid crap they mm-hmm. have to work insane hours and stuff like that it's it's kind of a mess and that's something they need to fix but you know that's whatever that's beside the point but yeah i, I don't know i mean that and so many other things i i'm just i'm excited to get to share those things with you mm-hmm because it works on two different ways. I I, I want to see the same excitement I got from you, but at the same time, I want to see how it's different. Uh, how? Because I know how I felt as a kid. I want to know how it makes you feel as an adult in 2017. I don't know. It's kind of right. cool. Yeah, it, it certainly is. It's it's cool, and it's cool consuming media that isn't intended for you. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> It's weird. Like, if I go talk to some people, I'm like, yeah, I'm watching this. A lot of people would judge you for it. Like, what? You're you're watching this? You're you're 21. Uh, What are you doing? (laughs) Go out to a bar. Go meet ladies. You're watching Dragon Ball. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) What are we doing? What's wrong with us? Good God. No, I mean, I'll tell you what. You know, even growing up, a lot of, like, the things I was interested in, I felt kind of, like, embarrassed by. There's no reason to, but just, like, you feel like, especially when you're a teenager, you feel like you should be growing up and outgrowing, like, <laughs> things you loved as a child. Mm-hmm. But then you get older and you're like, who the fuck cares? It doesn't matter. Like, it, it's about enjoying things you enjoy. Oh, There's no reason to be embarrassed about it. Exactly. And I, I was the same way as a kid. Like, the stuff that you were introducing me to, I was like... Man, I don't want to tell my, my brothers about this stuff. They're gonna think I'm weird or something. Think I'm <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, I, I remember one instance. Uh, I was at uh, Angel Town Park uh, once. Mm-hmm. Super cool park. It's like a castle. Oh yeah. Um, and I just met some random kid, and we we're like playing Pokemon, mm-hmm. like just pretending, using our imagination, which what kids are supposed to do. <laughs> my brothers made fun of me. For, like, oh, sure. ever. They still make fun of me to, to this day for that this specific moment. They're like, are you playing Pokemon with your little friend? I'm like, oh, okay. I'll never be fun again. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I will say... Now, granted, don't get me wrong. I was a little brother, so, of course, my brother made fun of me ruthlessly. <laughs> but he never made fun of me for things I enjoyed, because he always enjoyed all the same things. My brother loved Pokemon. Uh, my brother was into DBZ, too. He mm. drew the characters as well. He was in all, like, the same video games. Like, my brother 
is like the culmination of like that dude loves everything he Mm -hmm. loves sports he loves video games he loves i mean he even got into like reading at some point which was something that like he would have never done but then he was reading about like wrestling like autobiographies that he got really into Uh, i i don't know that that guy for the numerous things he made fun of me for he never made fun of me for things i enjoyed because he always liked them all too yeah and that's uh... We're we're a little different there because uh, my brothers. I mean, obviously, there's some stuff that we all enjoy together, but I enjoy a lot of things that are different from my brothers. Like, sure, you know. we're we're quite a diverse group of siblings. Um, so a lot of the stuff I do, they they never do, and uh, I mean, this ties into my whole family's been. We're super athletic. Uh, we like playing sports, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sports I gravitated towards were quite different than the ones my brothers gravitated towards. Like, I was into the full-on, like, contact sports, the fighting sports and stuff like that. They were more into, like, soccer, stuff like that, running, triathlons, stuff like Mm -hmm. that, gymnastics. So I was kind of the oddball um, in a lot of those things. They never made fun of me for those types of things, but we were were quite different. Yeah. Um, Which is cool. Because it brings a lot of new things to people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think every family's like that, too. Where, like, despite growing up in the same household, like, the siblings, you have a lot of similarities and a lot of differences. I think especially as being a youngest. Uh, right. Well, at least male in my case. But being the youngest, I have to be different or I'll just get <laughs> forgot about. <laughs> if I'm the same as everyone else, I'd be like, well, who's... Well, you. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I will say, like, that that's usually the thing in families is, like, the middle child. And mm. I guess technically you're in the middle, too, of, you know, yeah. the lower end of a middle. But uh-huh. the middle children are usually the ones who are a little, you know, not neglected, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, because, like, yeah. the oldest, you know, they were the first child, so they're uh-huh. kind of precious about that. And then you've got the baby. It's like, oh, they're the youngest child. Yeah. And then, like, the middle is like, well, you know. But <laughs> I think what's... You're there. Since my family is quite large, we got the the two middle brothers, Stephen and Dan. They they kind of buddy buddied up. Yeah, so they're they're yeah, together. Yeah. They they stayed strong together. Which are in, through all that. in terms of like age too. They're they're the closest. Yeah, they're age, really close. Uh, they're a year and a half or yeah, something like that. Yeah, well, yeah, because uh, well, I might even be closer to two years. Oh, because I I know. Danny was born in summer of ninety three, correct? Right. And Stephen, what was he born in ninety one? He would have been the fall of was it ninety two? Oh, no, he because I was born yeah. in the fall of ninety two. Okay, yeah, it, it was ninety one. Yeah, it was ninety one. Yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, it was about a year and a half difference there. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, I could definitely see them. I, they, they always did a lot of stuff together, and that, that makes sense to me. Yeah, you know, like when we were all younger. Because there's an eight-year gap between me and my brother and a six-year between me and my sister. And we did a lot of stuff together as kids. But then once, like, my sister kind of became a teenager, mm-hmm. she kind of, like, separated a bit from us. Because there's a big difference between a teenage <laughs> girl and then guys. Like, yes. you know, me, my, my brother, though, he was always the super social one. And he wanted to have sleepovers in his room all the time. Like, he, he never wanted to be alone. So, luckily, I never had a brother who was like, oh, go away. Don't hang out with me. I hate <laughs> you. Um but my sister was the one who was kind of like, okay, you guys are weird. I'm just going <laughs> to chill in my room. Forget you guys. Uh, but I don't know. We're, we there, there was a point in time where like my 
brother was on his own and my sister was off at college and I was still here and there was kind of a big difference. But now I think we're all kind of close again, which is, is good. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely good. Um, yeah, luckily my family, it's it's a, it's a good knit group. Um, and we're, we're all very close and we've always been very close with, yeah. I, I love it so much. It's, it's good having people that are there for you. Yeah, and, definitely. I mean, my group of friends is obviously always there for me and my, my family too, which is a blessing for sure. Well, I'll tell you what, and I think it's something that you could definitely agree with. Illinois isn't the most amazing place, but considering all the places we could grow up in, I think... Circle Drive, Algonquin, Illinois, was probably one of the best places we could have possibly grown up in. Yes, definitely. With the group of people who all lived there and everything, it was The type perfect. of people there, and I mean, honestly, I'm going to brag on you a bit for a second here. <laughs> oh, jeez, stop. <laughs> if I hadn't have met Mike, I mean, I, I don't, it's hard to imagine. I don't know what would have happened to me, how my sure. life would have changed differently, but... My main, like, group of friends is all because of Mike. Like, honestly, if, if I hadn't met Mike, I probably would have never met any of those other, all of the other friends. Brian, Callie, Octar, Rob, hmm. Matt, Luke. Even. Well, Luke I probably would have met, but still yeah. hated. <laughs> that, that would have been a different kind of... Yeah. yeah, we won't get into that. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's weird, because, like, I can't take all, take all the credit, because me meeting you or me meeting... Rob or whoever I ever met, my, my friends, it usually wasn't me saying, like, oh, I'm going to go meet this person. It was my parents or uh-huh. my siblings or whatever. Someone pushing me, like, hey, go introduce yourself. Um, but from there, once I got established friends, I, I kind of have this obsession with, like, bringing people together. I like it. <laughs> You're, good it. You're good at so it. You're good at it. So that's... Uh, I don't know. I guess that's kind of why the group kind of formed into one. I'm not saying it's all me. It's other people, too. But I know I especially always push to have people hang out together because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I always enjoyed it. So We we had an awesome childhood because in addition to playing games and stuff like that, we did a lot of, you know, exploring in the woods. and We, we lived in a great area. We did. Like for, for kids, now it's not as good because of some... Recent construction projects that kind of sucked. Bypass. <laughs> Screw you, bypass. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we grew up right next to this wooded area that, like, a woods area is the best thing for a kid. Oh, yeah. Like, it is so cool. Like It's like it's a whole different world. Exactly. Endless possibilities. That's where, like, an imagination can thrive. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's... And that's still stuff that I want to do till this to this day. Having Brian be become more in the film industry and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like those scenic areas. <laughs> See, I, that's my problem. I start trying to find like a good word that makes me sound smart, <laughs> and then I can't say it, or then I think about it too much, and I'm like. Wait, does that word actually apply, or is it complete trash? And do I sound? Am like I just saying it because idiot? it sounds smart? Does it actually make sense? Um, but like that stuff that I, I hope Brian wants to explore that kind of thing too. Yeah. And uh, we did some filmmaking with Brian a while ago, a while ago, um, making just like short movies and stuff like that. And that's stuff that I really like doing. Oh, it's not saying fun. that I'm good at it by any means, but it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's an adult way to use your imagination, yeah, which is cool. Absolutely. 
I need more of that. I do. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. I think <laughs> that's a big reason I'm really excited that Brian's trying to get like a multimedia studio together because right. I would love to get back into making stories or you know anything, whether it's writing or acting or something. It's just it, you're right. It's a way to use your imagination, but then also create something out of it other than just like the fun that you get from it, which is frankly all I need. But mm-hmm. then to have something to share with other people that you know they can enjoy too, it's. It's more ful- more fulfilling that way. Like yeah, if you could share something that you enjoy with someone else and they enjoy it too, you're like yeah, that well, clap was probably terrible. Sorry, <laughs> I normally don't clap, but <laughs> well, they, that that moment called for a clap. Forty nine. Okay. <laughs> no, but I I think that's another reason too why we wanted to make this podcast because mm. I, I don't know it's fun to talk about this stuff and reminisce and uh, go into other things too but to be able to share it and just see if people can get anything out of it as well it's it's very fulfilling it is right i love it yeah definitely and i mean like the name suggests like it's good practice for us too yeah and it's it's gonna be fun i'm i'm super stoked to be doing a podcast that we're gonna have a schedule for and like, I mean, and we're probably at a good time to start wrapping up, I think. Yeah, I think um, so. But it's like, <clears throat> I want to grow as a person. Yeah. Um, and that's why I've started a bunch of new things. Like, I'm starting taking other classes and stuff. Like, you never want to become stagnant. Right. So, growing, taking classes, doing stuff that you've never done before, that's how you grow. And it's like, this podcast will be great for both of us. It'll be a ton of fun. And we're, we're thinking about starting some streams, too. That's, yeah. That's the stuff that's cool. It is. Um, it's it's the stuff... Break you, a habit. Like right. Get out of a rut. Right, exactly. It's something you do to just kind of go outside your comfort zone a little bit and just evolve more as a person. Because there's always more to experience. There's always mm-hmm. more to learn. And you just got to keep going. You never want to stay in one spot. Right. And you never want to think to yourself, like, oh, I've reached the peak of this area in my life it's uh-huh. there's no such thing as a peak you yep. can always go further if you get else. to the best of something in an area you shouldn't have done that in the first yeah place. Th- that's when you know or you're, you're looking at it the wrong yeah way. you're looking at it the wrong way or you just yeah. you know you're... always room for improvement and you just gotta be willing to take the chance and go for it yeah um not to get super like uh preachy i guess but <laughs> um yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I live, and uh, I mean, I'm super happy, so. Oh, that's good, man. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, I, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, it's, this is going to be a lot different than a lot of the other podcasts that we do. Yeah. This was an introductory podcast. Get you guys to know about us, know our relationship, and hopefully learn more about what we are about and what we can bring through this podcast. And, Hope you hope you guys like it. Yeah, you know we'll we'll, we'll do some living, some loving, some learning, and hopefully you'll have some fun along the way. Yeah, well, there's some weird voices, man. There's <laughs> <laughs> some weird voices up in here. Whoa! I just got really hot, bitch. Just got really high. God. Why am I the way I am? <laughs> Why am I this way? All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we hope you have a fantastic day. Bye bye. Should probably think of something. Like, yeah, well, we, need, we, we need a good sign off. We, we didn't think of that. Uh, <laughs> next time we'll think of something better to end the podcast. With. Yeah, eat your veggies. 
Poop on a stick. Wow, don't.